Dustin can read. Welcome everyone to the April edition of Behind the Read. I'm your guest host Shelley. I write a blog at Tales of Yesterday and I run a Point Horror book club on Instagram and I'm from Birmingham in the UK. Um, Just think Pinky Blinders, less the violence and the gangs and then that's that's me. Um, So I'm here with Dustin. Welcome Dustin, how are you today? I'm great, Shelley. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I've been enjoying the sun. It's nice and sunny here in the UK. Oh, uh, it's nice and dreary here in Mississippi, <laughs> so we kind of switch places, I guess. <laughs> Usually, isn't it? That's like the, the stereotype is that the UK is always rainy. And Yeah, it's normally always raining here. So uh, once you get a bit of sun, you know, you've got to sit outside like all day because like oh, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow it's probably going to be thunder and rain. <laughs> it's like living in Forks, Washington, I guess. Twilight, <laughs> yeah. basically. No, definitely. It's uh, so we ha- we appreciate the sun when it's here here in the UK. Well, I do anyway. So we'll begin with what you hear, Dustin. But I'm going to try it in my best American accent, Dustin. So are you ready? Yes. I'm going to try. So watch it. Oh no, that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> The pressure's on for the American accent now. So, what you hear, Dusty? <laughs> no. You should see my face right now, audience. <laughs> we'll just move on. Dustin, okay. what did you hear? <laughs> well, well, Sherry, Shelly, I almost called you Sherry. See, no one else messed up. You can call me Sherry. <laughs> I could use a Sherry, I guess, right now. <laughs> I need um, a Sherry to say, what you hear, Dustin? <laughs> that, there you go. You did it right then. No pressure and you got it done. That's it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Shelly, I'm glad you asked. Um, I just found out that there's a new series coming to Amazon Prime. And in the U.S., it'll be in late May, May 28th. And it's called Panic, which is based on the Lauren Oliver novel of the same name. And if you don't know her, um, Lauren Oliver also wrote another YA book called Before I Fell, which is popular. So if you know that, then you know her. (laughs) This book is described as, quote, following a group of recent high school graduates that take part in Panic, an annual game in their town with high stakes, which seems to me to be like a Hunger Games light description in my mind. You know, you said you've read this. So what is it like? I... It was a few years ago, so I think it was like 2014 or 2015, so my my memory goes a bit hazy, but I don't think it was that dystopian. I, I think it was more, for me, it was more like contemporary. So like, yeah, this thing happens where they're playing this game, but it, I think it's more about the people than that. But it'd be interesting to see what they do, because... It's a little bit of a Marmite book. Do you know what I mean okay. by that? It's like um, a hard some, pill to some people. There's some people love it, but some people really don't. So it will be interesting to see what they do with the TV series, mm. just to see whether they go more down the dystopian route than the contemporary route. But I, when I read it, I, it was definitely more contemporary, just with maybe a tiny bit of dystopia in it. But is it more of like just this one town does this thing? It's not really the world. It's. I think, yeah, from what I remember, I think it was the town. Um, so maybe it's just like a twisted it. town story, not really a dystopian thing. Yeah, so it was more about the people in 
in the, this town. And then I think the Hunger Games reference, but everything gets compared to the... I mean, I love the Hunger Games, don't get me wrong, but everything does kind of get compared to that. Um, well, I think it does. <laughs> but obviously, well, it's it's such a good example, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but there are, like, uh, similarities, like there's... Um, I can't remember the main character's name, but um, it's, like, her and her sister. And then I think they've got... I'm sure they've got like flower names, which is like similar to the Hunger Games, but I can't um, remember what they are. Yeah. Um, so there are some similarities, but I would say it depends how they do it. I think like they could go full dystopian, but it, yeah. the book definitely read a bit more contemporary to me than than that. Yeah, and it depends how it do, how it's done. Whether or not, like you said, if it looks more dystopian, I'm like, eh, that might yeah. put more people off. But you know. It just depends who they're trying to appeal to, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it overall, but uh, I, I'm actually interested to see what they do with it. I think they'll do a good job. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I'll definitely check it out anyway. Cool. Okay, well, on to Becky Albertalli's The Upside of Unrequited, which is getting a big screen adaptation. Oh, I love so, Becky Albertalli. I love yes. her books so She's much. She's so great. For those yeah. of you who don't recognize her name, if you might recognize Simon, uh, well, the movie Love, Simon, which is based on Becky Albertalli's book of Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. So if you've heard of Love, Simon, you've heard of Becky Albertalli. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this book, The Upside of Unrequited, is about a teenage girl who is constantly having crushes on someone, but never really does anything about it. She's just too timid and just kind of, you know, doesn't doesn't really rise to her potential, I guess, in that sense, because she's just, you know, fearful, you know, I'm very familiar with this. <laughs> it's just hard to do, but, um, it sounds like a lot of awkwardness and meet cutes and slapstick fun. And, you know, it's probably some bittersweet coming of age moments. So it really makes me want to read this book anyway. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick it up before the movie comes out. Cause I want to, I want to no, I, I'd probably do the same as well. Cause, um, as I say, I'm, I love, Becky Albertalli and she just writes just such good stories and the characters and I just fall in love with anyone she ever writes basically I just love her she's brilliant <laughs> yeah I loved her language and the way she did it and the thing was I listened to this in audiobook form so and the reader was you know he was very young he sounded like you know he would probably be the character and yeah. And it was very, very good. And I, I went ahead and I bought the uh, the sequel to it, which was Leo on the Offbeat. I just haven't read it yet. I have yeah. that on um, they, You know, there's there's a couple other Creekwood, you know, stories out there, including that book that was like a, a prequel or, excuse me, a sequel to Love, Simon and, and Leah. Yeah. So I can't wait to read it. I mean, I want to see it. So. And they've done the, um, on Disney Plus, they've done Love, Victor. Oh, yeah, on, over well. here on Hulu with Disney. Oh, Hulu. is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, uh, I haven't watched that yet, but I have heard that it's it's really good. It is good. It's a little slower. It's more drama-based than... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the more serious parts of Love, Simon spread out, if that makes sense. Oh, so, okay. That's interesting. But the cool thing is, like, they bring back some characters, the faculty, you know, like the the, the theater teacher. Oh, she is now... They made yeah. her the principal now. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So, but they make reference to the old principal. There's stuff in there, and then you actually get to meet. You get to see uh, uh, Simon again. You get to see Bram again. You get to oh, see. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's it's oh. really cool. 
I need to watch that ASAP then. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Shame on me. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be all right. <laughs> well, anyway, moving on. So they have now cast the stars of My Best Friend's Exorcism, the Yay! movie. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Elsie Fisher from the movie Eighth Grade will star as Abby, the the heroine of the of the book, and uh, Amaya Miller will be her possessed friend Gretchen. But the other two friends, Glee and Margaret, will be played by Kathy Ang and Rachel Ogechi Kanu. I think I'm saying that right. Hopefully, I think so. <laughs> Though I'm not 100 who will play which character. They don't really say, and it could be either or if you look at them. So it's well, either or could play either. Yeah. So, but I know we're both excited about this because... Oh, yes, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> some of you may have seen me, uh, me and Dustin uh, did a buddy read of our very first Grady Hendrix book. Um, it was super fun and now he's probably one of my favorite authors but what did you think dustin did you like oh my it? God. it yes but the, i loved it because the way it was written you know the cover the new cover the you know the old cover was like a yearbook photo but the new cover looks like a vhs movie yeah and i love it because it read like it was a movie like yeah. i read i read it as a movie like even like i don't know if if it was the titles of each chapter which were all 80s songs or if it was just the way it was described, I could see everything. It felt like yeah. it could exist in the Stranger Things universe type of thing, you know? No, yeah. It was definitely really felt really fully formed, like ready for the screen, like almost like he, he wrote it for the screen. Um, and and like, then adapted into a book. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It was, it was so good. And all the 80s references and... I kind of liked the female friendships as well in there. I just thought he captured, he just captured it all so well. And it was just like, I couldn't and put it down. Organic. It wasn't like, I'm throwing this in here to be like, pop culture reference for the 80s. See, it's the 80s. Yeah. It felt like it should have been there. Like, yeah. little things like mentioning the Trapper Keepers and stuff like that. You know, and like, oh, I remember Trapper Keepers. Uh, did you have Trapper Keeper? No, I haven't got a clue what those are. Oh, it was just a brand. It was a brand of notebook that you could oh. buy for school that you can put, you know, just with the, and it was plastic and it had like a flap that went over and it had like Velcro on it and you had different designs you can get. And sometimes they were pop culture designs. Sometimes they were just neat, you know, oh. swirls and, you know, colors and abstract stuff. But that was a thing. It was a big deal. Everybody had a Trapper Keeper. It was, we just you know, had to like wrap our books for school in like old wallpaper or wrapping oh, paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, that, no, this is like just for the, this is for like your notebook, like for what you write your notes in and whatnot. But, oh, I get you, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called a trapper keeper. We had, yeah, we had to do that too. We did that with grocery bags and. Yeah, everything, anything you could find. Did they have those things in the, in your school library where you can make book covers out of like big sheets of paper? Like, yeah. We would get them for like movies that came out or TV shows and they would send yeah. them to all the schools and it was neat. I always liked that. I'm so excited to see who they cast as um, brother uh, Christian Lemon. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm just, I, he, he wasn't even in it. Obviously, no spoilers, but he wasn't even in it for like that long, but. He made an I impression. Just, I just, honestly, I think I quite fancied him a little bit. You know <laughs> what? I'm gonna, there's one guy that I'm thinking of, like I thought of, and he's way too old for this part now. Yeah. But he totally would have been, I don't know if you've ever seen, it was this old movie 
It was it was starred Tom Everett Scott and Mark Paul Gossler from Say by the Bell. Okay. And it was called Dead Man on Campus. Right. And there's this guy, and he's been in a lot of stuff. His name is Lachlan Monroe. He's this crazy guy. I think he actually plays. That's where he plays. He plays uh, Betty's father on Riverdale. Oh yeah, I know who you mean. He because t- when he was younger, he totally would have been Brother Lemon. I think. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of crazy, but kind of you know. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I think. I mean, you can imagine it has to be like somebody with comedy value, like who can pull it off. I mean, I just like cast Adam Devine as like everything, <laughs> but he would actually like. I could do a whole show on my Adam Devine appreciation. Show, I can but... totally see that. Yes, I can see out of the vine. Yeah. Oh dear, but yeah, enjoyed it overall, and I, I think we might buddy read another Grady Hendrix. Yes, I think well. we should. I think um, we definitely should. But it was it was a lot of fun, and I have heard that his other books as well are, are just as good. Horror Store looks like it'll be. I think we're going to do Horror Store. Yeah, right? should we do Horror Store next? That seems kind of like it might have a of similar vibe to it i don't know maybe yeah. it's just the title that does it to me i don't know but uh. but i don't really I, I don't know anything about any of his other books other than the one it's like about vampires because my friends told me that but i don't really know anything about his book so it's quite i'm a nice still new surprise. to him too yeah yeah, yeah. Now on to this month's episodes. So your first book this month was Side Effects May Vary by Julia Murphy. Do you have any more to add from that episode? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this book. So, you know, this book was about cancer and remission. And unfortunately, a friend of a friend of the show recently passed away after a long battle with cancer. And this happened just as this episode was coming out. It was around that time. It just kind of felt weird that that happened. Um, I just want to take a moment just to reiterate to, you know, the message from the book, really, you know, just don't wait, start going after your dreams today. Tell people you love them, you know, appreciate everybody, no matter how small the step of the process, just, you know, start something. If you, you know, get it done, you know, start it. it. You might not get that far, but at least you started, you know, it's just life is too short and precious. And I'm starting to realize that more and more. And I need to, you know, haul ass and get some stuff done. <laughs> so I just, you know, just appreciate those while you can. And then I just wanted to make sure that, I don't know, just that message was received pretty well. No, that's so, that's so true. I, I know exactly where you mean. And I had a friend who passed away myself and it, it just, it does reiterate like life is very short and just grab every moment that you possibly can and, smile as much as possible and just enjoy it yeah definitely um so your next episode was the south korean based graphic novel band book club um the book pick seems oddly relevant considering today's political climate involving the asian community um i understand you accidentally left a segment out of that episode is that right Yes, I did. Actually, <laughs> it's so funny. I was, I had this whole thing set up, and what's funny now is I'm looking for it now. <laughs> um, now I'm like, I made it. No, where is it? <laughs> so yeah, okay, me back. I, I found it. Okay, so yeah, I do have um, a little segment that I left out by accident. Uh, excuse me, Gliza and I 
just kind of got wrapped up in the moment. And then I looked back after we recorded and I went, oh, I forgot this. <laughs> and what I had done was see that the character of the dad in the story was just such a nice dad. And he was just kind of friendly. And I just felt like he would be the type to tell dad jokes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know I, I'm a big fan of dad jokes. I love I like corny a good dad, dad joke. <laughs> They're so bad, but you got to love them, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'll have to explain some of these because like I said, they are in Korean. And yeah. so I'm anyway. ready. I'm, I'm ready. A joke is so funny when you explain it, you know? <laughs> oh, no wonder if I don't find it funny. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the question is, what did the boneless fish say? And the answer is, oh my gossy. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I do think I get that. <laughs> so it's spelled O M A I G A S I. The word gossy means fish bones. So when we remove the fish bones, the fish will say, oh my gossy. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Okay. Got, all right. Have you got any right. more? Yes. Yeah. I got a couple more. <laughs> Say, what is the biggest bean in the world? I have King Kong. <laughs> okay. The word Kong in Korean means bean. So sounds like King, <laughs> put them together. Oh, king sounds no. like King, so King Kong, you get the King Bean. So I'm so sad you missed these out of the episode. <laughs> I know, they're really bad. <laughs> okay, one more. Okay, I got one more. What does a vampire drink in the morning? Kopi. <laughs> we all know that vampires usually drink blood, right? Mm -hmm. The word for blood in Korean is pee. Ko means nose. Put them together and you've got <laughs> which sounds like coffee. It means nosebleed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they drink nosebleed. Oh no. Oh dear. So can can I ask what made you pick this book? for to to read um at, the, at this particular time i know there's um what's been going on with the uh, political climate but what made you want to to read it is that why or well I, no actually it was gliza i'd asked her back in january and she said that she had had the book and she'd been wanting to read it and she knew the authors i didn't know that at the time which if you listen to the episode i find out but um yeah, she really wanted to read it. And I was like, you know, I don't mind graphic novels, you know, and this wouldn't be a normally, like I, I say in the episode, it normally wouldn't been, have been something I would have picked up voluntarily. But since it was a graphic novel, it kind of felt less, I don't know, intimidating. And it was easier to take in, I guess, the message. That's why I love graphic novels now. I got, I've gotten into them because I'm a big TV watcher and I like visual, you know, and I don't mind reading a regular book and you create the visual in your head and whatnot. But sometimes I just want to get the story through and I want to know what happens and I don't want all the details spelled out. I just rather see it <laughs> and get to yeah. the story the of it all, you know, and uh, that's another reason why I like YA and middle grade, because for the most part, it cuts to the chase. It tells you the story. There's description, but it's not too much. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's something I just, I just want to be entertained. It's not me trying to, you know, grow as a person on purpose. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> but yeah, that's the reason why I just, it, Gliza picked it up and said she wanted to read. I said, okay, let's do it. And it, I'm glad I did, you know, just got to keep an open mind sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So now on to listener questions. 
Um, so Chelsea, um, host of Weird Mum podcast, and she was in the Side Effects May Vary episode as well. Um, so she's asked, what's something you love that most people hate? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, oh my God. God. It's, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, off the top of my head, uh, I would say that it's mainly TV shows, forms of entertainment that I like, that most people just, why are you watching that? You're 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know and they yeah. just they tend to be kind of snobbish about it like i like teen dramas i like i just like that Me stuff too. I like teen everybody dramas. goes has been that's the one thing that connects us all we've all been through childhood you know yeah. and then even the teens going through they're going through childhood they know what's going on we've been through it so it's i think that's kind of a universal genre that everybody can relate to yeah. and we've all been through our adolescence and we you know learned all the ups and downs of going through life so i don't know it just it's it's simple like i said again it's it's one of those things and a lot of people just don't tend to i don't know they kind of turn their nose up on it i don't know if it's just me being you know neurodivergent or what but <laughs> no I, I do think like I, I read a lot of ya and like you i watch um young teen dramas or i'm generally drawn to the the younger teen like movies um and yeah definitely um like some people do say oh that that's for kids why why are you reading that or why are you well, you get that look when you tell them you're yeah. like really yeah you know that but, you know riverdale really i do love me some riverdale but but yeah but you do kind of get um a lot of people like with especially with ya books they do say oh you know what you're reading a, a, a book for children i bet and i get i always get i bet you read those really quickly as well and it's like ya is just so fleshed out just as much as a, an adult book um yeah i agree yeah. and there's a lot of people who didn't read it they just skipped right to adult books like i have friends who've done that and i'm like well i'm sorry you missed out but it was awesome and yeah just because you went no, oh, I've got to go straight to Stephen King. You skipped over R.L. Stein. I'm like, I'm sorry. And now you're finding R.L. Stein. I'm like, you know what? This was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, jerk. You were snob before. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's uh, it's that. That's a really good answer to that question. Actually, that's a lot of food for thought. <laughs> um. So from AJ Hard, aka Shivers and Fears, 2019 on Instagram. Um, they ask, who is your inspiration? Don't shout Shelly at once. <laughs> okay, I'll put you second. So you're not... Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have, like, a, a really a one person that I'm inspired by. It's kind of a collective of, like, types of people, types of stories that I'd want to tell. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't have one person that I would go to or one you know, thing that would inspire me. It's like I said, it's a, it's a collection of types of stories I want to tell or just, you know, types of characters I want to meet, I guess. Um, on a whole though, I would say if I'm going to pick somebody that I would want to emulate or be like, it's kind of a, more of a career type of person. I would yeah. want to be, I like TV showrunners. Oh, okay. Because, you know, they work with everybody, you know, they have a whole group of writers and they decide, you know, which way is the story going and they trust people to, you know, tell the story in the way they need to and to all kind of, I want to say, become blend together in a uniform way 
throughout a whole season. It's hard to do to have mm. all these multiple voices sounding the same, or at least sounding like they they belong together. You know, different writers have different voices. You know, I mean, not just TV showrunners, really creators of any kind of fiction, especially any big worlds, who are just open to engage with the audience as well. Because a lot of showrunners now, they're all on social media and they're getting feedback from people. Oh, I didn't like this or I stand these characters or, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And and so they kind of have to go, all right, what parts can I feed into? Like, all right, I'm going to do this for the audience. And this time I'm going to do this for me, you know, to tell the story. But overall, it's best for the story, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and you can tell them themselves are fans of their own, not their own show, but of the mythology surrounding their show or their series or whatever, if that makes sense. No, not, not in a conceited way. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know. I, I, no, I like those no. types of people. Yeah. And I think like, like showrunners and things like that, possibly un so underappreciated in a way, because obviously like you saying that, I don't think of when I watch like a show, I don't think of all the people necessarily behind the scenes and, maybe looking at i mean not that i ever tweet anything bad about anything but like looking at people's like tweets about the show that they're working on and that that must be really hard actually like just to see to to, to be able to learn from that as well yeah yeah and and like you know and you also you're taking on the responsibility of kind of being responsible for what happens in that show yeah so if it goes downhill, it's on you because you're the showrunner, you know? Yeah. If you think about it, um, Kevin Feige for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's the showrunner of all those Marvel movies, you know? Yeah. He's like, this is the story direction we're taking. Now you can write this movie and you can direct this movie, but this is what it needs to look like. This is needs, who needs to be in it, yeah. that kind of stuff. And that's, I respect that because if it goes down, if it goes south, it's on him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knows it. He knows it. it's all weighing on his shoulders. So yeah. I have to respect that. And that's kind of, kind of something I like that power, but it scares me at the same time. Yeah. Because what if, what if I mess it up? You know, that kind of thing. So I have to, I really, I do want to aspire to be that and to be more confident about it and not to second guess myself as much and to, you know, I would love that. So yeah, I think you'd wants, be really good at that. I think I, you'd be really good. I appreciate that. <laughs> you should chase your dreams. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> um and finally i've got a little question i'd like to ask you um so when you're reading do you prefer complete silence or do you prefer a bit of background noise or music or something like that i would say if i'm reading on purpose like i know this sounds weird if i said on purpose <laughs> who doesn't read on purpose but i mean like i'm like setting like i'm gonna go read now you know and i'm gonna i'm at home i kind of i do like I don't mind if there's something off in the distance, you know. Okay, cat. <laughs> those of you at home, I'm just gonna leave this part in. The cat just climbed up on the back of my chair. I actually thought yeah. she was like gonna climb onto your shoulder there. <laughs> it looked like it, didn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. To... Uh, yeah. What I was saying was, so if I'm at home or something, you know, I don't care if there's you know, traffic in the background or whatever, but I just, I sit at home, I'll have the, you know, I might have some music, might, but most of the time I'm going to go silent. Um, oftentimes though, if I'm in public and I'm, I'm bored, I don't mind. It, it, it is a good distraction. You know, it helps me zero in, especially if I'm trying to pass the time. I don't know if you're waiting in an airport or sometimes <clears throat> while I'm at work. Um, <laughs> 
I'll just it's it I, I tend to get writing done better than too when I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's when I'm like, oh, out today. Oh, yeah. now. <laughs> You know, just get it out, and it's that's the best time when I'm supposed to. That happened to me in high school too. That's the reason why I did never, I didn't do very well in school. My mind was always distracted with the story I wanted to tell, and I would. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to be taking notes. I'm over here writing, you know, show scripts and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, so take do, me back. do you find this is like a, a bit of a weird question? But I, I saw it the other day. Someone asked it, and I thought, oh, actually, so can you read in a car? or read like on public transport because i can read on public transport but i can't read in a car because it makes me car sick but on public tra transport i'm absolutely fine do you do you find that um i think i i can yeah i don't i, I don't ever get really sick motion sickness um unless i'm like on a roller coaster or not really a roller coaster but something really jarring that flips me around or something that's usually but for the most part, no, I'm, I'm usually okay. Uh, I don't tend to, I can probably read better in a train because I guess, cause they're bigger and mm. I don't know. There's, you know, there's not as much distraction. Everything's going by really fast. It's all, you know, in a car, there's stop and go. There's other traffic you have to interact with. I kind of, I, I my, unless I'm on a highway or a long stretch of road where there's not going to be a lot of, you know, interaction with other cars or other people that I can't get distracted. Yeah. Otherwise I can't. That's the only reason why I wouldn't be able to read in the car. Yeah. Most likely. It must, it must be me. I must just be a bit weird. It's like some people can't ride <laughs> sideways in a limousine, you know? Yeah. Or backwards. I, can't, I can't go backwards on a train. I, I found that out uh, a year or, well, a couple of years ago now. And that I sat backwards on the train. I wasn't even reading or anything. Literally about ten minutes into the journey, I think it was like a two-hour journey. I was like, oh, "What about like a, a golf cart or like the back of faint. a pickup truck?" Pickup truck. I reckon I could sit in the. Oh, no, I reckon anything going backwards. <laughs> I'm like talking People myself do that out as much of it. Anymore. <laughs> anything do going backwards. That's it. It's. Um, I've had it. So, what books are you tackling next month? Okay, here we go for all of you in the back. Drum roll. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to be reading any books next month. This is not good. Dustin can, Dustin can read will be Dustin can audio drama um, in May because uh, I'm actually doing a three-part story special, which I've teased for the past couple of months. But now I'm going to tell, Shelly knows about it already, but yeah. um, I'm going to tell everybody else. It is going to be a parody tribute to Fear Street in honor of the upcoming Fear Street trilogy of movies coming to Netflix this summer. Yay! So I've just been, you know, I've been wanting to do something with Fear Street. I wanted to do tribute covers or something, and I went, uh, that's, everybody's kind of done stuff like that. So I thought, why not? I mean, I know there's fan fiction out there, and this is kind of fan fiction, but it's really more of a parody because I'm going to be making fun of aspects of Fear Street or just, you know, the character types or the situations that arise. And we'll even talk about, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll rip on some of the old characters and some of their, their outfits and the way they did things. And, and, uh, mainly it's just, it's mainly that. And it, the story is, it's all interwoven kind of in the old, in some old history of Fear Street. And, uh, so for those of you who are wondering how this is going to take place, like I said, it's a three part story. But the story is not going to be a narrative where we talk about, you know, Dustin took a walk down the street and then he saw a dead body. It's not going to be anything like that. It's actually going to be a fake true crime podcast that takes place on Fear Street. 
So I will have a character, uh, my friend Lauren, who was in uh, the February Behind the Read. Oh, I um, love Lauren. Yes, she is X99 Fear Street on Instagram. And she does a, a, a weekly Fear Street book reading or chapters reading every every Tuesday, I believe, on Instagram. So check that out. But she is actually going to be playing a character as well. And we're going to be co-hosts for this podcast. And we're going to talk to characters that we, you know, that I've created and talking about the history of Fear Street and all that stuff. But intermingled with all the dumb parody stuff and just craziness that happens just to make it silly. It's, it's really for fun. You know, and everybody, we're just doing it for fun and for our love of the of the book series. So no, it sounds super fun. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. And Shelley's um, going to be a part of it. I'm not going to tell you how, but she is. So. I am. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll test my acting skills to their their full ability. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I don't think I'll have any directors knocking anytime soon. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll do great. I think you're going to be awesome. <laughs> No, but thank you for asking me for doing it. I'm really, really excited and I can't wait till it's released. Is there, are there any shout outs that you'd like to give this month, Dustin? Yes, I do. So a lot of you know, I do shout outs for people who have really just been really supportive for me online and a lot of other podcasts and whatnot. And mostly that's on Twitter, you know, people resharing or just saying kind words to me. And I just really appreciate it. And I want to yeah. you know, make sure to, to acknowledge them. And one of them is the, the Ratchet, excuse me, Ratchet Book Club podcast. Now, per the host, Derek Jones's description, it is, I read books. I read authors. I read Ratchet. Join me as I dive into books, both big and small, good and awful, and enjoy every moment of it. So the show has gone through a handful of books, with multiple episodes breaking them up into various parts. But it looks like a thorough breakdown of each novel, you know, I, you know, in groups yeah. of chapters and whatnot. So I would, you know, definitely give Ratchet Book Club a listen if you're, you know, interested sounds, in. Yeah, sounds so good. Breakdown, yeah, and they're, they they seem pretty cool and just really just chill to you know chat online and just really cool people and really supportive of other podcasters and whatnot so oh, the other one i wanted to point out was that manic pixie weird podcast so that's right there the title just <laughs> tells you manic yeah. pixie weird <laughs> kind of subscribing from what it sounds like it's another social media supporter uh while the show description doesn't say much except that it's a show about quote relationships so when i look through it seems to be about relationships we have with everyday things from our relationship for school and sports and guns and mental health, like our personal relationship with these issues or topics or just, you know, institutions. And they discuss each, uh, excuse me, they discuss each topic spread across multiple episodes as well. So oh, it's not just okay. like, oh, we're going to talk about school today and the next week we're going to talk about parenthood. No, it's going to be like we're talking about different aspects of school in this episode and this episode is another one. And that seems really cool. Um, so I think it's a good show to pick up a topic, you know, and just yeah. join in on the discussion. So, and it's, it varies, you know, it's not just one type of thing. So I definitely look through their, their catalog of episodes and, and find an episode that screams out to you and check it out. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check them out. They sound really good as well. I'm yeah, writing, I'm writing all the notes here, Dustin, I'm making, write, write all those notes. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of writing. You have a blog. I and, do. <laughs> yes. And and then you also have the Point Horror Book Club, um, Tales yeah. of Point Horror. And uh, so go ahead and tell us some, some more about that. Um, yeah. So basically I um, run a, a blog called 
Tales of Yesterday. So that's uh, www.talesofyesterday.co.uk. Um, I've had that for a few years, and, and years ago I I used to run a Point Horror Book Club, which I kind of took the reins over from um, a UK author, Juno Dawson. Um, her books are really good if you you've not heard of her she's she's brilliant um so she kind of created point Horror book club and then couldn't do it anymore so i kind of took over um so this year i decided do you know what i really enjoyed doing that i'm going to bring it back so i um brought point Horror book club back um on so i set up an instagram so i mainly talk about like we pick a book to read like once a month and normally put a vote up um so the instagram for that is tales are tales point horror book club but yeah this this month we're reading april falls um but i've also got like a personal instagram and twitter where it's just at shelly toy um and there's normally a mishmash of stuff on there (laughs) like cats lush (laughs) um do you have lush over there in america i don't know maybe um so it's like bath bombs and um and things oh. like that so I don't, basically... know. No, I don't know it's like a monthly box or something um you can get a monthly box but you can basically just go into a shop and it just smells like really nice uh, <laughs> and like, they do, like we might have some stuff yeah if we have any it's probably in a, in a big major city like new york or la or something yeah so mainly on at shelly toy i talk about books and lush and cats and things like that um and then <laughs> and then on tales point horror book club we read all the point horrors um so and it's that's really how you and i kind of interact and kind yeah, of started yeah. talking yeah definitely i think um i think you retweeted in something um to do with cynthia's book um who wrote last one to die and I think I just followed you then, and then we kind of got to know each other. So, like, Point Horror has, has brought me with you, and also with, right. like, a lot of other friends that I've met. So I've got... Um, I've and got you're also, like, promoting me. Mina and the Undead a lot for, uh, yeah, for Amy. Yeah, for Amy. My friend Amy's book just came out. Uh, I was like, why are you dead. promoting this? Are you, are you, <laughs> do you have a stake in this book? And you're like, no, I'm just, she's just my friend. I'm just helping her yeah, out. Yeah, so I, I tend to do that as much as I can, like, and I was really excited for, for Amy, her book. Uh, if you like, like, gothic vampires and set in the 90s, which is you know, always good, then her book is really good. And she was a Point Horror fan, and that's actually how I met Amy as well. So when I was originally running the, the Point Horror book club years ago, um, she actually used to join in, and then we just became friends from there. So Point Horror has a lot to, to answer for, really. <laughs> but, it's not weird for adults to like young things. <laughs> no, no. Not the thing is, it's, it's just like... If you just look at my Instagram page, for example, it's just like my childhood on an Instagram page, like because that's all I used to read as a teen, um, and it's just so much nostalgia. I think reading like old books, like from when you were younger, the nostalgia hit, the feeling that you get is just like there's nothing like it. I just even now like I've I've actually completed collecting like recollecting all of the the point horrors that were released in the UK and like even now when I look at my shelf I'm like I just get that little flutter of nostalgia <laughs> yeah point horror is big over here it really is and people love it but they love it in the UK like it is yeah. a big thing there are multiple <laughs> 
podcasts and blog. Everybody loves like point horror. Yeah. Which, you know, it's totally awesome. I love that. And I think it's great, which is always funny to me, like thinking about people reading or watching something in another country about the U.S. And I'm like, I wonder yeah. what parts they don't understand. Like, I don't know how, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. can they understand? Like, like I said, the Trapper Keeper thing. Like, you get yeah. that? And they're like, no, but I just brushed over it. You know, like, whatever. There's certain things. You know, like, uh, um, what's funny was that I brought up a little while back, uh, my, my babysitter is a vampire. And it was, it's a middle grade book. And it's written by this American woman. Her name is Ann Hodgman. Yeah. And But when you read the first book, she writes, Mum instead of mom oh, okay there's stuff like a instead of saying like a peer or um something she calls it a jetty we don't call it that like there's i'm like why is she writing like she's in like she's <laughs> british this takes place in maine so it doesn't make any sense like yeah <laughs> it was so weird and it wasn't maine it was something or delaware i don't know but it was still i was this is sense. and then the next book it was completely american like I don't know. That's why it was so strange. I think what happened was it got sold. I think it was originally published in the UK in my theory. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's the reason it was written that way. And they just never converted it back to the American yeah. crowd. Oh, okay. That's interesting because um, I know a few um, authors who've had obviously published in the UK and then published in the US and they have to like rewrite certain things with the book and, right. and stuff like that just so that it fits the, the market. Um, so that's really interesting. I wonder how many books don't actually go through. Not, I, want to, I don't want to say a rewrite, but like you know what I mean, like changing. Well, no, it's an edit. It's a, it's an edit. Yeah, it's an got edit. a translation yeah. in a way. Like yeah. we said, like instead of saying sweater, you would say jumper. Like you know, because yeah. a kid would be like, "What the hell is a sweater?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a jumper. Okay, same thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. But I just I remember when I was younger reading Point Horror, and it was just. Um, like, I just loved all the Americanisms in it. And it's like, I don't know. I think that's what captured it. And I think maybe that's why it was so popular over here, because it was just so American. Like, I don't know whether that makes much sense, but it was it's just... It's got to be that Hollywood thing, too. You know, you yeah. guys get a lot of our shows and a lot of our movies. And mm -hmm. sadly, we don't get yours as much. <laughs> You had to like sign up for special services just to get, you know, or yeah. you have BBC America, which is some of it's produced here, so it or in Canada, so it's really not British. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I guess Canada is technically under the, you know, but it, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. British. It really yeah. isn't. You know, so you we had to look for, or you had to see it on public broadcasting. Like we would get, are you being served and and upstairs, downstairs, and stuff like that would be on our yeah. public broadcasting system. Oh, okay. And, which is an educational kind of network for, you know, all over the U.S., yeah. PBS. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's where Doctor Who was really shown. Like yeah. the um, Tom. Um, Doctor um, Who Tom. Tom Baker. Tom Baker, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I think that's really when people really, I think it was really shown. It was when he was on. Okay. And that's when a lot of people in my generation or older kind of caught on. Those like in the 80s and the 90s and they were showing it on PBS and a lot of people got into it. And then they took it out and right. then it was gone until, you know, Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant brought it back, you know, or, you know, uh, yeah. Russell Davies did. Excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, David, sorry. I went David, way off topic. I have to say David Tennant is the best Doctor Who. That That's, Yeah. He's like he's like the English equivalent to Adam Devine. I could talk about him all day. 
<laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to be Brother Lemon, but... <laughs> oh, can, oh, can you imagine? Or maybe he could be like the dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I think... Oh, I'm gonna have Father to set, Lemon, I guess. I'm right going to have to set up a second petition now, aren't I? <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess it would kind of be a nod to when he played that character in the remake of uh, Fright Night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good in that. Oh, dear. Yeah, we've it. gone off with it. Yeah, we've really gone off way on a tangent. <laughs> so... That's our show. Thank you for listening to this month's episode of Behind the Read. Again, I'm Shelley, and Dustin has been Dusty Bun. And until next time... Dustin can read. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.